What's up, everybody? This is the Commander's Vault. I'm Trevor. I'm Adam. And I'm Dale. Alright, and tonight we're going to keep it simple. Uh, we're just going to talk some Commander Legends spoilers with you guys. Um, so, as you guys might have seen today, we got some pretty juicy stuff. Yeah. Vampiric Tutor. That's a good That's yeah, a good one. Good reprint. Nice like, reprint. I'm excited for that. We'll like, just kick off with my favorite reprint so far. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what is it, 100, 150? They right were now? 150 when like, wow. I last looked. Like, I have a Visions one, so it's like... It's kind of old, but yeah, it was expensive. Yeah, so, yeah. So now they're going down in price. Hopefully, I mean, yeah, they'll be less than a hundred. I would hope. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, get some more out into the out of the mainstream. Yeah. Like people gonna run vampire tutors now. Like I'm not gonna. I'm excited. Yeah, I hope like so. honestly, vampiric tutors uh, pretty like rare for me to see on the table right. unless I'm playing in like a straight CDH pod. Like other right. than that don't really see the card because like obviously most casual players aren't dropping you know 150 on a tutor yeah i got lucky to get my first one for 50 when they were 50 (laughs) and then and even back then i was like oh my god 50 bucks for a card you know what i mean like and then i got this my second one for 100 and i still need like one or two more so yeah (laughs) i got mine when they were cheap as well uh probably around 30 30 ish Oh man! <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, I got both of them early, and then yeah, they just appreciated in value. So that that's right. that's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, some of these other cards are looking spicy. This set is looking real good. Like I'm excited. It's getting me excited uh, to maybe build another deck. Like I'm looking I'm looking for a new commander to build. Me too. Yeah. Uh, With what they say, like seventy plus legends. Like there's got to be something for like pretty yeah. much everybody out there. You know what I mean? Definitely. So. New cards, we're gonna we're gonna talk about them here. Uh, you want to start us off, Trevor? Uh, about yeah. one that we're pretty excited for. Yeah, we'll start. We'll just talk about the the one that's pretty pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the one that everyone's talking about. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have opposition agent. Uh, it's a black card. Uh, black is just really step like just the, within the last two years, just stepping out of the gate with all these great cards. Uh, thank you, Wizards. I love playing black, so this is great. Opposition Agent is a three-drop um, for one black and two. It's a three-two with flash. You control your opponents while they are searching their libraries. While an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were any uh, mana of any color to cast them. Wow. <laughs> like, just like, yeah. what in the hell, dude? Like, this card's so good. Yeah, that pretty much uh, sums it up as wow. Like, uh, I know that breaks a lot of CDH. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be putting that um, in my CDH deck for sure. Like, as we were talking about before the podcast and whatnot, like, being able to possibly turn wanting that and being able to control basically uh, fetch lands, early tutors on, on a CDH level, even going down to a more casual level. Like, uh, that's Notion Thief level, like, of, I mean, it's kind of a kind of a dick move in order yeah, to... Yeah, it would be a de- total yeah, dick move. But, it's going to be a total dick move. It's going to be awesome. I mean, I see a lot of even mind sensors out there because tutoring is so powerful in the format. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I see this out there uh, once this starts coming out. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking is it's like a... It's similar to Avon Mind Sensor in a way that it, like, 
messes with your opponent's ability to tutor effectively and stuff like that. I mean, this I, is worse. I, I mean, think it's hands down better. Or, really yeah, that's is. what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean by worse. Like worse as in like it affects them more. Like oh, yeah. it's definitely better. Um, even mind sensor, they still at least get to look through the top four. So like if they fetch or something, they might still get a land. Yeah. If they fetch with this guy, man, they don't get nothing. Dude. Like, like, and you get it forever, even if they blow your creature up. Like this card, basically, to me, is going to become a staple in every single format that it's legal in. Like vintage, legacy, all that stuff. This card's it's going in there. So oh, yeah, I think I like. If you can get your hands on this card early, you need to get it because it's going to go up in value. Yep. Like, you need to get it early and get a, the enough copies for, you know, how many ever decks that you're really trying to run with black because this thing is just disgusting. I can see it. Mm, excuse me. I can uh, see it being like a $20 card. If you pair it with, uh, uh, was it Malarin? The three drop mono black elf. That whenever at the oh Marilyn no, the Morn song yeah, yeah no okay. one has a draw they have to search yeah yeah that just is like a lock you, yeah they can't do anything you, just, you basically get to steal something out of their deck every time every yeah, turn that's yeah, pretty yeah, gross you, you set yourself draw. up while they oh, get God. no value wow yeah. wow. wow before I made Yogmoth I actually <laughs> did have Marilyn as my commander for a short amount of time do you remember that I do yeah, yeah you yeah. tried she her was out pretty for good she's cool she's definitely cool. You know, the ability to tutor that often is pretty gross. Yep. So. You play her, run that in the deck, and freaking uh, Obnixilis, and it's just like, yep. done. They can't do anything. They have whatever's in their hand, and that's it. And then after that... It's going to uh, take, what, ten life each time, and then die within four or five turns. I know, yep. right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so... Yeah, the card is really good, um, no doubt about it. That's the one Honestly, we were most yeah. excited to talk about. That's so. probably my most excited card right yeah, now, coming sure. out of the gate. I mean, it is, what, day one, two? It's two, I think. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for the landscape it's going to break in uh, CDH. Right, I agree, I agree. But uh, Shaking the format up, and it's a good thing. Yep, for sure. Alright, so the next card we have to talk about is uh, Green Legendary, and it is Kadama of the East Tree. It's a four green green legendary creature spirit with reach. It's a 6-6 with partner, and its ability is whenever another permanent enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't put onto the battlefield with this ability, you may put a permanent card with an equal or lesser converted mana cost from your hand onto the battlefield. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty pretty spicy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to having something like that in my Solvala deck. Just being able to get extra value out of casting the low drop creatures. Like having multiple low drop creatures in your hand. Or like you had a good example for Kodama's Reach earlier. Good. Yeah. With, uh, with Kodama's Reach you cast that and you have a land enter the battlefield, well, then you have another land in your hand. Since that entered the battlefield, you can play another land because they're both zero CMC, so you can drop that other permanent into play and it enters untapped. Mm -hmm. So You know, now that I think about it, I wonder if that will work. Because wouldn't you still have to have something on board that would allow you to play multiple lands per turn? Because you'd still be shackled by the one land per turn rule, I would think. No, because you're putting it into play with that creature's ability right okay yeah yep yeah, yep you're, you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. yep so at the That's very dope. least you're getting your kodama's reach out of it so you get the untapped one and then with the one entering you get to play that with the right. ability 
Yeah, no, that's cool. I think so, that's very flavorful. Like wow. on a on a solid play, it's like you play your land for the turn, you cast Kadama's Reach, have another land enter the battlefield, then put the other land from your hand into play. Like, oh yeah, man, solid ring. Yeah, solid for sure. Uh, there's definitely a lot of other ways to ex- exploit that ability as well, like putting creatures into play and whatnot, yeah. and yeah, especially creatures that like search or something like that. Like for example, Fierce Empath. Like I could cast like. A three drop, or a four drop, or something higher, and then pop in a fierce empath that then tutors me another creature out. You know what I mean? That I can maybe drop in later and stuff. Like yeah, the card is the card's got a lot of value built into it for sure. Definitely, especially with partner. Mm-hmm. Being oh yeah, yeah. Other colors. Like, uh, I've been noticing on some of the, of the other spoilers today too that a lot of these cards are coming with partner. Like I'm oh, yeah. glad that it's going to be a very <laughs> prominent mechanic in this set. Like. It's one that I like. It's something that I'm always looking at whenever I'm trying to build a new deck as build partner because it's something I haven't really done myself. Like, It does give you, like, I know the advantage is marginal, but it is an advantage. You have, oh, 90, yeah. you have 98 cards in your deck. You have one less card than everybody else from the jump, you know what I mean? So, like, you're, you're almost gifted that additional card advantage right off the bat. Like, with, with the... With this Kadama legendary, I definitely feel like if you pair it with blue, or, you know, something that you can really just draw, 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 you're always going to have a handful of cards that, like, no matter what, you're going to be able to get value off that ability of just putting things into play out of your hand. And definitely, I think Simic is going to be, it's going to be pretty pretty nice with that yeah it could partner with thrasios yeah yeah <laughs> yeah now honestly i was thinking about uh yeah actually that's a good point i didn't even think about that yeah thrasios i was thinking this would fit very well into a uh, true lane deck yeah like, yeah uh, mm-hmm. being able to um play whenever you cast your uh your dude you draw your card you can play your land and then get more triggers off of all that as mm-hmm. well and yep. continue the loop going um I feel like I feel like I could put it in my Marin deck and like try it, but I think you're on point with like you especially Dale. You have a lot of green decks. You have Sovala. I think it's gonna be real good in your Sovala deck. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it can do in there. I'm always looking for new goodies for my decks and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, <laughs> it's a what? It's a six drop. Yeah, it's a six drop for six six. That already right there is with pretty reach. Good. With reach exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the card's pretty worth it. Yeah. Honestly, just off the just the you know base test of it costing six and it's a right. six six. Yeah. Monetarily then, too, I don't see this card being that expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I agree. It's just it shouldn't be but i can see it being like a ten dollar card maybe (laughs) tops you know what i mean it is a what's a rare it's a rare rare, so i don't know i don't feel like this is my thing in solvala it makes sense you're able to drop a lot of stuff early game because of just solvala's just sheer amount of mana build up quickly right with it being a six drop i don't know if it's that detrimental to the game later on in order for it to be like that good, not saying it's not a good card, but like I don't know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I don't know I get if what it's, you're saying. If it's good enough, like maybe if you're already running a, a synergy deck where you're putting things into play for free to where you can like cheat it out earlier, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, something like that. But yeah, I see what you're saying too. It yeah, like late game might not be, make that yeah. much of a like, difference. I mean. As like the uh, I can slam it out and yeah. solve all of them. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. As like you watch the years of Commander, like 
it's going like some people like to play battle cruiser but if you've noticed like people are getting lower and lower in their mana costs and like the big stuff like the big converted mana cost stuff is like detrimental to the game like it well they're really they're really yeah Yeah. they're really thinking hard about running cards like that before it used to be man this thing is this wild crazy ass monster i'm gonna run 10 of these and like never be able to cast maybe even one of them you know what i mean but i never sound agree with yeah now it's definitely been refined even at the casual level to the point where people are looking at their converted mana costs on average and deciding that like you know making slightly more optimal choices are, are is definitely better while still having bombs Coming yeah. from, like, the draft standpoint, because that's something else we have to think about here, because this is the first, like, commander draft set. Right. I think it would be good. I think it's a good bomb. I think it's a good, uh, I think it would be very, like, built a game plan around as one of the partner commanders, maybe. Because it's, what, like, 60 cards, or is it 50? I was going to say, how is it's, the draft going to work? I don't know. 60 cards, and then your lands. So it's, okay. t- it's still, oh, so it's it's still, still oh, okay. 99, but it's just, you get the, uh, I think it's like three packs. Each one's 20 cards in a pack. You just throw them all together, grab your lance, boom, go. So No kidding. Yeah. So it's still legit commander. Dude, that's going to be like, awesome. It's going <laughs> to be super that, sweet man. to draft. That is going to be really fun. So, and then, yeah, you just pick your commander out of all that? or Yep. Oh, man. And with all the partners, it's so how does it work? Yeah. So how does it work with like color identity? Like what? Like you just for the because it's for the draft, you can just run whatever. No, it's all it's all the same exact rules as commander. You get your three packs, whatever your draft. Like like he was saying the uh, the colorless partner that was spoiled a while back. I can't think of the name Uh, off the top of my head. One second, but Trinolith thing or whatever. Yeah, it's that. the Prismatic Piper. Mm. Yeah, so basically, like, word is that's going to be a very abundant card. So, like, you can always, like, have, like, that option in the draft to splash another color. Like, say you only pull, like, one, like, bomb partner card, you'll probably pull one of those, and then you can splash another color for the color identity so that you can still, like, right. use your okay. cards. Yeah, you know? that's pretty cool. But... And like the apparently, uh, as I've been told, you can run more than one copy of stuff because just because like it's not guaranteed you're gonna right have exactly yeah yeah. I imagine they do have to bend some rules in some way. Yeah, this happens in order to meet the color identity right. and random packs. Right. Yeah, it'll still be fun though. I mean, regardless, I think oh, yeah, it's yeah. exciting. I've been wondering for a while how they were going to do this. So uh, to keep in the green theme, I'm excited. For uh, three wishes, One, or uh, three, three visits. visits. Sorry, read that wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah super excited for that card. Uh, when was the last time that was pre- only time that's been printed? Portal. It's it was three one kingdoms? of them. Yeah, it was yeah, three, kingdoms, three kingdoms. I think. Yep. Yeah. So just to get that back and like the swing of things is just that's exciting. Like I'm a big proprietor of nature's lore and decks and, and all green decks, especially for a two drop. You get a forest out of it and. Uh, it's untapped for that matter. Like, it get shocks. It could get your, uh, if you can afford them, Aberdoles and stuff like that. Like, I'm excited. I'm excited for this card. Yeah. Me too. Super solid reprint. Like, God knows we've been needing it. The price oh, yeah. for this card's original printing is, like, ridiculous now. And it's a <laughs> yeah, for un- no I'm glad. Reason. And it's at uncommon, too. Yeah. So, yeah. like, so hopefully we're going to get, get out some. there a bit. Uh the artwork, the updated artwork on it too. I like the what is that? Fairies. Yeah, it looks like a yeah. couple of fairies. Yeah. Very cool. I I 
people like to run Kodamas and Cultivate. I li- I've been switching it up to like the two drop stuff, like for a Seek, Nature's Lore. Uh, once this one comes out, this one will go in there, right, Rampant the Growth. Because yep. uh, like that set, like I said earlier, it's my mana curve is dropping, so I may I want to play stuff faster than and like I don't know. I'd rather get that than a code, uh, Cultivate or Kodama's Reach and get the extra land on in my hand. I don't know. Yeah. I feel you on that. Um, one card I wanted to hit up was uh, Mnemonic Deluge. It's a mythic slot for blue, and it's six colorless, three blue. Exile, target, instant, or sorcery card from a graveyard. Copy that card three times. You may cast the copies without paying their mana costs, and then exile uh, Mnemonic Deluge, and it's at sorcery speed. I think this card is just, in my opinion, and I'm not saying this because like I don't like blue that much, I think it's just degenerate. I get it, it's nine freaking mana to cost, or cast, but, oh, dude, the <laughs> amount of extra turn spells that I'm just gonna have to like deal with being cast freaking four times, it's like, ugh. I agree, no, I think it is degenerate. I. <laughs> the mana cost itself though is what turns me off from this like yeah for sure but like in a deck that i'm telling you like this this card will be cast like i don't know there's just something that like yeah cards like this for some reason always manage to like stick you know what i mean like that's just crazy not to mention if you can find a way to cast it for free right yeah and like say say one of your opponents is playing black and they got a demonic tutor in their grave and it's just like i'm gonna cast that three times i'm gonna get three tutors like right the there's value, a lot of value there's so much value but definitely the extra turn things is gonna be yeah, the worst I, I like the extra turn thing you're saying <laughs> like uh what else is a good one um I just had it right. Uh, rights of replication. Oh like, yeah, being able to cast that multiple times. Um, what's another one? Ah, crap. Uh, Blasphemous act. Not that that's necessary, but like you get my point. Like, yeah. Pull ultimatum for that matter, or all the uh, the couple Genesis of these other wave. ones. Uh, the Genesis wave wouldn't unfortunately wouldn't work because the X. Right, yeah, yeah you're right. Like, yeah, because you imagine you, that oh. you're exiling it out of the graveyard, <laughs> right. so it's whatever it is base CMC. Yeah, yeah, yeah but for right. that matter, Rishkar's expertise like three times, like yeah, yeah. pretty good. Holy yep. hell, like yeah, yeah. no, I that, mean, card, that card would be powerful if you're able to cast it, and that's not like far fetched. Like a no, lot of Kinnon decks are out there now. Um, I've seen people be able to cast like thing, uh, be able to activate Kinnon by turn three. So like. That's seven mana already. Like, you're able to do it. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. I've been definitely seeing, like, cannon builds with Eldrazi's coming out on turn four. And it's like, you right. got 12 yeah. mana on turn four. Like, yeah, no, you know. for sure. Kinnon's good. <laughs> He's a good but card. I think it's more of a, a definite casual card for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, for because right. the CMC or whatnot, but like, still, it's just gonna be like. It'd oh. be a nice bomb, though, for sure. Like, if I would build Mizzix again, I would, I would throw that in there. I, yeah, <laughs> I like, know you would. You'd get be able to cast right? it for three blue. Oh yeah, three <laughs> blue disgusting. to cast it. Like, oh, oh, good god. Um, like to keep on the blue train, that the uh, Sphinx of the Second Sun. Like, I find that card interesting. It's the first. Like, uh, I feel like it kind of gets out of the blue color play, and I'll, I'll explain why here. So it's a uh, it's an eight drop six uh, six colors two blue. 
Get us flying, and it's a six-six. At the beginning of your post-combat main phase, you may add it. You get an additional uh, beginning phase after this phase. It's not the combat, yeah, but it's like something you don't normally get to see right. in Blue's colors. And I think it's really on the nose for Blue. Though. Well, here's for one of my different. here's one of my things too that I know is I don't know if there's ever been a card printed that says beginning phase, and nope. and the uh, reminder text on the card says. The beginning phase includes the untap, upkeep, and draw steps. Yep. So basically, yeah, I mean, you get an extra untap, upkeep, and draw. Hmm. Like, but that I, could be interesting. That could be very I interesting. I thought it was curious yeah. that they printed that on there. I've never seen a card that has beginning no, yeah. phase defined on a card yet. So maybe that'll become like a, maybe not a normal thing, but maybe we'll get more cards down the road that have right. that yeah. reference as well. Yeah. I think that I think that is cool that, uh, that it does have the reminder text for the first time that it's called that. Uh, to talk about the card, I mean, it's an 8-drop. I'm kind of sad that another Mythic gets uh, a big mana cost. Like, I want to see a more powerful Mythic at a lower mana cost, uh, but I'm just greedy. But uh, all in all, I do think it's a cool card. It's something new. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be... Maybe those Battlecruiser decks, those big bomb decks. I'd, I could see it in a Kennen deck. I could see it in a Kennen deck because you could get the value off of it with the, with the 7 ability. And put it into play for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, any way to cheat it out. I mean, yeah. there's there's ample ways to abuse it. I mean, think about all the cards that people run in Commander that are uh, triggers on the upkeep. Yeah. And you just exactly. get, you know, two of those per turn can definitely add incremental value for sure. Um, but I think uh, there's a black Planeswalker you wanted to talk about. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we did get a new Planeswalker in this set. Let me find him here. Uh, it's Tevesh Zot, Doom of Fools. Uh, he is a 5-drop Planeswalker with 4 loyalty. Uh, for 4 generic and a black. So he's got 3 abilities. His plus 2 is to create two zero one one black Thrall creature tokens. His plus 1 is that you may sacrifice another creature or Planeswalker if you do draw 2. Then draw another card if the sacrifice permanent was a commander. And then his ultimate. <laughs> now, do I think this is going to happen all that often? Probably not, but this is still pretty bonkers. Yeah. Uh, for Neg 10, gain control all of all commanders. Put all commanders from the command zone onto the battlefield under your control. That's that's foul. And then Tevesh Zot, Doom of Fools, can also be your commander. And he's got partner. So, yeah. So, yeah, let's digest. I, I really just kind of wanted to talk about him just for the ultimate. Again, I don't think it's something that's going to get seen all that often, but good lord, if that gets popped, man, people are going to be upset. Like, that is pretty cool, man. Still, everybody's commander, whether they're on board or not, like, that's pretty dope. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I don't think he'll go off that often. I think people will see him immediately. Yeah, dude, he's going to, yeah. Oh, it's just like, going to kill it. I'm not even going to want to think about that happening. You know what I mean? So I'm just, yeah. even though his other two abilities aren't really that threatening at all, no. I would kill him solely for the sake well, of that ultimate. Just I like, mean, we got to look at his first ability, right? The plus two. So he starts at four, you plus him two, he goes to six. So in order to get him into ultimate range, you're looking at what? Three turns with him. Four turns before four you can turns ultimate him. Yeah. With him on board. But at the same time, if you're just plusing him, you're just getting defenders to block for him to keep him around agree. and defend. Yeah. So, no, yeah, like, for sure, you gotta like you basically are like forcing the opponent to either have flyers 
to get in damage on them to knock them down, or, like or some sort of removal, a removal that hits yeah. planeswalkers right. or trample. So like he's got good defensive stats for his plus ability. Yeah, I think. yeah. No, I, I agree. That is a good thing. point. That's yeah. a very good point. But like, not only his just plus two. I think uh, I think it's cool that his plus two feeds into his plus one, and where like you can sacrifice a creature or planeswalker if you do draw two cards. And then like if that. Uh, Sacrifice permanent has happens to be a commander, then you get an additional one. But like to get two cards off of sacrificing one creature, that's that's a good upside. Mm -hmm. that, that is good upside. All in all, I think that is a good planeswalker commander. Yeah, like, I think it's cool that we got another planeswalker commander. Do I, I think he is going to ultimate? No. If you get lucky enough to ultimate him, then then tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear about it. I honestly think, like, in a regular game of Commander, four-player pot or whatnot, that, yeah, you're not going to see this guy getting altered too much. But when it comes to drafting and in the draft environment yeah. for this set, I think it's probably going to be a lot easier to get him to, you know, alting in the draft format. I could see that. Overall, that dude's pretty cool. There are two other black cards I want to talk about. I'm always on the lookout for stuff for Yogg whenever a new set comes out. Um, so one is Casket the Flesh Sculptor, another legendary creature. It's a three drop, one three. Uh, two generic and a black. Legendary creature, human artificer. So it's tap, sacrifice three other artifacts and or creatures. And look at the top three cards of your library. Put two of them into your hand and the other into your graveyard. And again, it has partner. So... Yeah, I mean, that's just a good ability. I just want to see what kind of value I can get out of that. That's that's really all I wanted to mention there. Nothing really. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. You have to sacrifice in order to get only that a little bit. Yeah, but I like, produce a lot of tokens. Like, it's not that. I yeah. think it'll be pretty good. If you're running a really, really token-oriented build, right. I think that it's definitely going to have some value. But, again, this is another one where I think this card is like made for the draft environment because right. this set is very heavy on the uh, pirate uh, creature type and those pirates are like basically all generating artifact tokens, mm -hmm. treasure tokens. So, uh, and since it's got partner, you can pair it with another color that is like blue. So you run Demir, you run Demir pirates and they just pump out artifact tokens for you to then sack to him to Hell, you use could, his ability. You could partner it with the Planeswalker that we just talked about, and then those Thralls that he creates are now two out of three of the things that you need to sacrifice, potentially, too. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you could try like you could try to figure out some shenanigans with Thornbite Staff with this guy. Like, I know it's three, three guys or artifacts uh, is a lot, but, like... If you can figure out a way to uh, be able to infinitely get dudes or something, you can you can basically go through your deck and take out weed out all the stuff you don't need, and then be able to win that way. Yeah, there's definitely something in there for sure. But but yeah, just something cool that I wanted to try out. And then the last card I was thinking about was uh, called Zot's Will. Um, I like it. It's something that you're probably going to get both modes out of. Uh, five drop instant speed. Choose one. If you control a commander as you cast the spell, you can choose both. So the first mode is each opponent sacks a creature they control the greatest power. And then the last one is exile all cards from all opponents' graveyards, then create X01 black thrall creature tokens where X is the greatest power among creatures exiled this way. So yeah, that can turn out to be pretty good as well. Um, honestly, it's, it's okay. Like, for five, uh, I hope the commander's on board. 
Because otherwise right. it's really a lot of man in order to get either one of those effects. Like, Yeah, no, you're right. You're definitely what? right. I don't think it's that bad, really, for the cost. I don't think for, for mono black for the, it's yeah. not that bad. Yeah. For the fact that it's instant speed and it's not sorcery speed. It's also each opponent has to sack a creature, you know what I mean? Like, you get rid of everybody's fattest dude, you know what I mean? So, like, like I don't know, I don't think it's bad. If either. I'm if I'm casting this card for five mana and I don't have my commander on board... And so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna choose exile all cards from all opponents' graveyards, and then I'm gonna create that many creature tokens equal to you know the greatest power among creatures exiled that way. The the creating the tokens, that's like just a little plus side. The real value is instant speed. I'm exiling everyone's graveyards. Right. So yeah, if someone no. tries to combo out, I'm just nope. Exile everything out of your graveyard. Whatever's hitting that on the stack. Get rid of it. That's true. Shut it down. Yeah, very helpful. I can see. I can see on that end. I mean, I don't know. It's not something I'd really be trying to put into a deck. I mean, it's really just more for like mono black, where it's like you need sort of toolbox stuff like that. Like, like Tormod's Crypt's great for zero mana and having an artifact on board that you can basically get that same exile the grave effect. But at the same time, you have to project what you're doing. You have exactly, to have it yeah, out there. They can blow it up. They can play around it. They don't know if this is right. in your hand. Right. You know? But, yeah. So, and then um, one last card I want to talk. Well, I do have two more I want to talk about. Um, one is very flavorful. Uh, Krark the Thumbless. This dude's pretty cool. We have a friend who um, really is into the unsets. So we've seen the Krark's thumb, the Krark's other thumb, things like that. It's just, you know, so seeing this guy come was pretty sweet. Uh, and I really Finally, think the ability yeah. is dope. Uh, the double or nothing. And that's also his flavor text. So Krark the Thumbless is one and red for 2-2. Two, two. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, return that spell to its owner's hand. But if you win the flip, copy that spell and choose new targets for the copy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, he's not like super powerful or anything like that. I just think it's a cool card. I think he's like super flavorful. Indeed, it's really nice to see him. See yeah, him make no, his appearance. I, I would agree with that uh, statement as well. Like, I mean, we do know that they are going to print a lot of these legends that don't either a don't have cards or have gotten cards in a long time in this set. And I right. think yeah, that's that's one that we have yet to see. Like like you said, he's. Uh, yeah, he's been floating Krark's around thumb. in the background yeah. of, the, of the unsets and stuff like that. But like, yeah. Now we finally get him, and like like you said, he's a thumbless. Like I, w- <laughs> I really wish they could have got him with like the thumbs up pose with no thumbs. That would have been, been that would have yeah. been funny. Like but. I mean, it's dope. He's got the thumbs hanging on his right. necklaces. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I mean, flavor wise, the card's awesome. Lore wise, it's super sweet to see this card finally get a legendary slot. Power wise, eh. But I think right. there's definitely niche builds that you could you know yeah. find to exploit oh, yeah. the coin flipping thing and I know that's like a cool little sub theme that like people like to do for casual decks is make coin right. flipping decks so yep. mm-hmm. it's cool to see a commander printed for that Yeah, and I he's agree. mirrored in, in the background that's true for you yeah I love that <laughs> um, I think it's cool that we got another Mangus uh, this one is Mangus of the Order um, so the Mangus are like it's a cycle of cards that essentially are just based off of another card or a creature based off of a, of a uh, more powerful card that yeah. hasn't been printed in a while. Yeah, but it's like, basically uh, a more powerful permanent, yeah. like not typically a creature, like Megas of the Balance or Megas of the Moon or mm-hmm. something like that, or like based off of other powerful like enchantments or 
you know, things like that. Lands, yep. even, for example, Magus of the Tabernacle. There's uh, Magus of the Wheel, which is uh, the right. Wheel of Fortune. One. So, uh, yeah. Candelabra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of them out there. This time, it's Magus of the Order, like I said. Uh, this is a uh, two colorless and two green creature, uh, human wizard. It's a 3-3. Three, three. And then uh, for green, you uh, sacrifice Magus of the Order and another green creature. You search your library for a green uh, creature card and put it on the battlefield and then shuffle your library. So it is Nature's Order, which essentially does the same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Manguses are Manguses. Like, I think I yeah. always did like that they do come out with some new ones from it's, here and there, but, like... Yeah, it's pretty cool, too, because most of them share the CMC of the card that they're mimicking. Yeah. Like, for example, Magus of the Wheel is a three-drop, so is... Um, or what's the one? I'm thinking of Megas of the Moon. Megas of the Moon's a mm-hmm. three drop. Blood Moon's a three drop. You know what I mean? This so, one's a four drop. Nature's, nature's order, order is a, a four or drop. Natural yeah. order. Natural, I think it's natural yeah. order. Yeah. yeah, is a four drop. But yeah, I mean, I would put it in Marin if I had more green creatures. Um, right. Yeah. I don't like. I don't run a lot of green creatures. More of my nasty stuff is black, so I wouldn't necessarily put it in there. But to I get did constant value. I did want a nature or a natural order um, for my mono green deck for a while. I just never ended up picking up one. But maybe maybe if I pull one of these guys, I'll just throw them just in there just to try it out. I mean, I really like this card. Me, coming from a, a more token uh, builder, like, I, I love this card. It's like, I'm always having tokens on the board that are just throwaway creatures that are 1-1s. One I don't give a crap about them. And, like, to now have, like, a 3-3 three, three creature that's, like, out there, you know, can block if I need it, and then in response... You know, activate its ability, sack a little 1-1 one, one token dude I got, and then go grab, you know, something else and throw it onto the battlefield, you know. Yeah. Go get a, a Galta out of my deck and slap it onto the battlefield, <laughs> yeah. you know. Or prior to Declaration of Blocks, activate the ability, sack a token in it, boom, go get Galta, slap it down, block, kill kill whatever it is coming kill in. Whatever, yeah. yeah. It's like cool. It gives a little combat shenanigans. Yeah, I like it. you are. That is true. It doesn't say about the sorcery speed uh, limit, so that that is a nice little like workaround there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, I think it's solid. Yeah, for sure. Um, one other, the last card I wanted to talk about is um, one of the three color cards that they're coming out with. I believe they're okay. doing one for each of the three color combinations. Like, there's a Jun guy, the one about, like, the mana burn and stuff like that, which we haven't which, quite gotten yeah. to. But um, this one's called Averna Blooming Chaos. This is the teamer one. Uh, as you might have guessed, it has to do with Cascade. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. This one's cool, and I'm, I'm really wanting to talk about this one. Shout out to my friend Richard. Um, he brought it up. It's just a cool way to, like, get extra value out of Cascade. Um, so, basically, it is uh, for teamer. Um, it's a legendary creature, Elemental Shaman. While you cascade, you may put a land card exiled this way onto the battlefield tap. So yeah, so it's pretty cool. You can like ramp and cascade. It just it adds that extra layer of value to cascade decks, and it's only for teamer. Like it's a it's just a pretty good creature. I just wanted to mention it. Yeah, I seen I seen that today, and yeah, I definitely was like, wow, I, I like that. I think yeah. it definitely is just like some solid value if you're already you know planning on running a cascade deck. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. go straight into it. Uh, yeah, and speaking of uh, three color, I'll, I'll touch on that Jund legend. It is uh, Yurok of the Burning Gang. It's a one black, red, green legendary creature, Vashino Shaman, with Vigilance. Whenever a player loses unspent mana, they lose that much life. And then it has 
a one colorless tap each player adds black red green and then it's a 4-4 body so this is from the leak stuff correct yeah this is from the leaks not the spoilers okay so just to clarify there not a hundred percent that this is for sure a card but pretty sure it is and i believe trevor said he's seen uh yeah, image I'm, of it i'm like 99 percent sure on the one mtg commander facebook page um that i and most people are in uh somebody had posted the picture that this that went along with this card i mean i think the ability is like the static ability of mana burn i think is so cool like to bring that like element of the game that's been long lost from the game back is like awesome it's cool because it's not affecting the rules of the game really it's just like on a creature so it's not going to be all the time but it's a cool play around and like cool way to build around which i'm definitely building this deck and it's gonna be like straight group hug at the same time you must pay for all the extra mana that you're going to be getting. So, to be fair, nobody liked mana burn. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Well, well, they're about to really not like it. Yeah. I like you said though, it is cool that they are able to bring it back in a way that doesn't affect like the game as a whole. It's not something you have to deal with all the time. But it will be flavorful for maybe players who are, you know, who played in that era where mana burn was a thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool, and it's Jund. I mean, come on, Jund is like just solid. Oh yeah, for sure. To, like playing, so there's some definite like degenerate stuff you can do with it. With, you can uh, basically go ahead, go ahead. with uh, Umbral Mantle. Mm-hmm. You know, pay three uh, generic, untap it. So like you're tapping it for one and just getting the three mana you need to untap it with the Umbral Mantle. So right, you know, you can just do it a bunch of times. Um, you can force people to take that damage too by waiting until the phase is about to change. Basically, like when they declare like on another player's turn when they're declaring that they're about to move phase you just you just tap it you know what i mean because they'll lose that mana they've already declared they're moving phases so yeah you know what i mean like they'll just lose that mana and they'll take the three (laughs) like i'm running in my in the build that i'm doing definitely all of the mana doublers like the uh karametra flash double mana uh uh verdant uh bloom uh man well mana reflections for me to just go infinite so that i can just definitely give everybody a bunch of mana but like all all sorts of stuff mana flare all that stuff so it's just like i'm gonna give you so much mana that you won't have the ability to spend it all so that it just burns you and then in black you got wound reflection and like other effects that just double oh man double damage stuff like that it's like please build this deck this will be oh this is gonna be sweet (laughs) i'm excited to see that that's definitely sweet yeah i I definitely like i hope this is a thing i hope this (laughs) this is something that nobody's pulling our leg uh so i mean like partner is like one of the quote-unquote uh mechanics in this uh cascade is a mechanic in this uh there's another one that i see that i have found that i really kind of enjoy like it's kind of janky but like it's a good one it's called encore so i'm just going to give you the uh the instance that the guy is and i'll talk about the card and then we'll talk about encore from there so it's phyrexian uh treniform he's a nine uh mana cost dude for nine he's a nine nine Ah, when he dies, create three, three, three colorless golem artifact creature tokens. So he is a he's a three. 
He's three golems and one. That's where he gets his trade of four from. And then the Encore is for 12. So Encore is whatever you pay the mana, whatever mana would be. It was tw It's 12 in this case. Exile this card from your graveyard. For each opponent, create a creature token copy that attacks that opponent this turn of Fable. They gain haste, sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step, activate only as a sorcery speed. So yeah. So, essentially, it is, what is that, Myriad that Kinda, came out yeah. a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah. Um, yeah, where it's like you create a token for each opponent yeah. and stuff like that. Whenever, yeah. it, whenever it attacks and uh, whatnot. I like this guy specifically. Uh, for nine, you get a dude who, uh, when he dies, you get three, essentially, and uh, break down into three, three, three dudes. And then for the Encore, you get three nine nines. That'll break down into uh, nine three three dudes. Yeah, that's as pretty it breaks dope. down after you swing. If you're playing a four-player pot, uh, I actually think because he says he dies, you won't get them the second time, but you will still get the three nine nines because he exiles. Like he sacrifices. It's a sacrifice effect. Sacrifice him at the beginning. The yep, exile. Okay. The yeah, exile yeah, yeah. is just the effect right. of Encore. Dude, yeah, that's just disgusting. Yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> yeah, that pretty boss pretty right there. And yeah. in a colorless deck, especially with uh, Forsaken Monument just coming out, that's adding, you know, ramp right. for the colorless decks and, like, starting to really help. Have an Eldrazi Monument in there, give them five, five, and flying. And yeah. now we keep bringing them up, but Kithkin, like, Kithkin's a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is a cool, it's a very cool mechanic. But, I mean, that's all, like, really... All the stuff I've really seen. Uh, there's a couple other things I'd like to touch base on, like the Legends. It seems to me like uh, that Legends that are pretty popular or have been printed in Commander sets are getting like a uh, a new uh, nice border to mm -hmm. it. So yeah, get more the out etched there. border. The etched border. Yeah. Um, My boy Proch. Yep, Proch I see in it. There's Nekusar. Uh, Xenagos. Xenagos. Uh, Vile Smashers in here as well. Queen Marchesa. And that goes on. Yeah. But, like, I'm sure they'll come out looking looking dope. And especially in a foiling. Uh, nice foiling process as well. I'm excited, too, because, like, it looks like that they're bringing all the 2016 partners back. Because I, partners, yep. like, agree. Mm -hmm. So, like, hopefully Timna and Thrasios will get reprints again. That'll be sweet. Th that'll drop their price down. Yeah. They're uh, ungodly expensive for yeah. no reason. <laughs> like, um, the, uh, what is that? The diamonds are getting printed in this set, yeah, it looks like. So trash, we'll get, but hey, I mean, They're yeah. garbage, but, hey, they are Commander Staples, man. And they come in the decks. I like them. Commander like, Spheres coming again. Yeah. Com don't get me wrong. Like I've I've outgrown the diamonds, but yeah, like they are kind of yeah. trashy. Uh, and then to uh, finish it off, we get the last five. Um, what did, what have we named those? The like uh, battle, the battle bond, bond lands. Yes. Yeah, they're just yeah, battle, the bond battle bond lands. Yeah. Lands. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll get the last five of those, which I'm excited for because they're the enemy right. ones, and I run more enemy decks than I do yeah, ally same. decks. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is we haven't talked about any uh, white cards. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, really, there, there has only been, like, a few yeah, spoilers. Yeah, there aren't that many yet. But the one I did want to talk about is, I think, is, like, pretty good ability for white that hasn't really been seen. And the card is a four mana, three colorless, one white creature, human soldier, three, four. At the beginning of each opponent's end step, if that player controls more creatures than you, you get a 1-1 one, one white soldier token. 
at the beginning of each opponent's end step, if that player has more lands than you, you may search your library for a basic planes card and put it onto the battlefield, which that's the ability specific that I don't think that white ever gets, is it is actual ramp. It's not fixing, it's not get the cards out, put them in your hand, it's get the lands, put them directly into play. Yeah, that's actual ramp, and the fact that it's on each player's turn so you know white is normally behind in lands right so like boom you might go one turn around the table with this guy on there and be like either caught back up to land counts or like you know like right on par with everybody else so yeah yeah. this guy's gonna this will be a mono white staple this card will be reasonably expensive for sure like i play uh i play winota uh, Boros, and it's one of my faster, better decks. And a lot of times, it, I I'll end up winning games with three lands, four lands on on board. Somebody might try to blow up one of my lands, like once I get Winona out. But by then, it's like okay, I'm already going. But this card, I definitely think, is just going to be a solid like hit off of her ability that allows me to just be like I'm already way behind in land counts, but her ability is keeping me in the game. This is going to allow me to just be like, okay, boom, boom, boom. I got three lands this turn around, and I'm like back in, you know, the game of being able to hold up mana, cast responsive spells. So, hell yeah. I agree with that. Like, I mean, I really don't care about the 1 1 dude. Like, I mean, yeah, that's me cool. either. Cool plus that. <laughs> like, but uh, like you said, this is the first actual instance of ramp for white and it's something that is well i mean if you don't count smothering apparition but that's treasure tokens not actual land yeah but um but yeah this is something that's needed and i hope it keeps on coming like i mean uh you see all the stuff that black gets blue gets yeah they're breaking the color pie for pretty much every color but white (laughs) like they need to they need to start giving white some love like so hopefully some people start playing that color like honestly, I sit down and I want to build a new deck, and like white is something I want to play with. It's something I don't play with a lot. It just is just, hard to find. Some, it is like, a good avenue. Yeah. yeah, it's just like I mean, I'm a guy who loves green, black, and blue, so right. it's just hard for me. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to go. White doesn't do anything that those colors do for no. the most part. No, so. <laughs> yeah. but I mean, other than that, like the other mythic that came out for white is. Uh, it's a Seferic uh, Greatsword. It's a, a colorless and a white. It's an artifact. It's equipment. Uh, the equipped creature gets plus two, plus two. Whenever a equipped creature attacks, they play with the most life or tie for the most life. Create a 4-4 four, four white angel creature token that is tapped and attacking uh, that player. Its equip is for four. That's okay. I, I mean, think the ability is pretty strong. Obviously, you can say uh, Geist to St. Taft. You yeah. know, it's basically like kind right. of mimicking that, except That's for the fact that the token doesn't exile. Yep. You just yeah. keep it, you know. So I think it's it's decent. But, it's decent. Yeah. You know, not it's interesting. interesting it's a mythic, yeah. I don't think it's going to see too much play aside from you know like voltrons yeah. and limited. limited i'll be honest like and that's a good point like I, but i don't see voltron like being a big thing anymore i don't like people are that's kind of a dying like archetype yeah like right. i mean you know if you do run a sagarda voltron deck obviously yeah. slap this right in yeah. there or whatever but yeah you don't really see too much voltron these days no but uh, all in all, what do you guys think of the first couple days of spoilers? 
Yeah, not too bad. It, I, I'm excited. It's got me. I, I've been just out of Magic for so long. You know what I mean? Because it's just been, honestly, frankly, pretty boring. So I'm. It's been I've a been lot. Looking, I've been looking forward to this set to give me something to get me back into it. So with the reprint of Vampiric Tutor, that's something that I've been looking forward to for a while because I still need them and they're expensive. And yeah, just some of the new legends that we've gotten so far have got me pretty excited. So I am still looking for something else though. I need a new like really spicy CDH commander. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I talk about Tasker on the podcast all the time. I don't think I'll ever tear it apart, but I'm looking for something like... I just want another one, man. You know me. I like to build yeah. CDH decks. Like, I can't do it. I gotta have the cards, so that means I'd have to get another mana crypt and then Ox Diamond. And <laughs> That's alright. That's alright. Not we'll about just, all that. Let's we'll do it up. <laughs> but, but thanks for sticking with us, guys. Uh, we've been the Commander's Vault. Uh, yeah, I'm Dale. I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to uh, the Comics Vault here for uh, you know sponsoring this podcast and hooking us up. And I also wanted to give uh, one more shout out to uh, Ramp Gang on Instagram. They've been streaming on Twitch literally like twice a week, doing mad fundraisers, like we, you know generating thousands of dollars to these different fundraisers every week and. It's a real great cause. You can find me, MTG Survivalist, in their chat rooms, hanging out with them on Twitch, you know, on Wednesdays and Friday nights. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Thanks for hanging in. Have a good one, guys.